I've been told to cover the basics thoroughly with the objective of understanding a reasonable way that we can approach our devotional practice to easily attain the stage of steadiness. Quite honestly, I'm not the best of examples, but even looking at my contemporaries for the most part, who are now also at my age, (laughs) for the most part, with a few very beautiful exceptions, the majority of, of my contemporaries are still at the stage of unsteady devotional practice. That means there's still some material desire, because what does unsteadiness mean? Well, if we want to know the definition of steadiness, then we can know what un, what's unsteady. So the definition of steadiness is what? Nadanam nadjanam nasundurim no desire, no desire, no desire on the material plane whatsoever. So much no desire that I really don't even desire what would be the most desirable, which would be liberation. That I've gone even beyond that in the practice of pure devotional service. It's difficult to say, well, well, after so many years, there's still so many devotees. You know, we're, we're here, we're struggling, and, and the nist is not there. There's still some pinch, some tights. Maybe diminished considerably over decades now of practice, but still, you can tell the character is there, and we know our characters, and we then, we don't claim to know the characters of all our contemporaries, but actions most often speak much louder than words. We can still see there's much struggle, not only individually, but uh, collectively. Wouldn't it be nice to be at Nista? So the objective of the classes that I'm going to be giving uh, is going to be to fully understand the impediments, what they are, and how to recognize them, and how to deal with them. Now, of course, there are anarthas, unwanted habits. Well, an unwanted habit is just that. It's a habit. It's conditioning. How conditioned is it into our how much has it made an impression upon us? It could be a slight impression or it could be a very deep impression. Um, it could be something that uh, is uh, maybe over a few years easily easily dealt with or maybe it's some other, something that can linger for our whole lifetime. So that's, that's our nature. Our nature is born of our environment and our environment has been material since Anybody know when they started here? Anadi. Okay, you can't trace it out. It's not a, not possible. Anarthos. Those are one thing. That's that, that is innate. That's that's something that can be an impediment. But for the most part, because anarthas are based on our conditioning, and our conditioning is coming under the influence of the modes of material nature. And the modes of material nature are that Krishna's potency, his Shakti, Mahamaya. We're not going to defeat Mahamaya. It's not possible without some divine intervention. So simply, we should see Anarthas for what they are. And seeing and recognizing them for what they are, in and of itself, 
is a big part of resolving them. When we can see them for what they are as part of our conditioned nature, as something that's, that's it's just, I'm a thief. <laughs> I was born a thief in a family of thieves and the only thing I know to do is, is steal. It's the only vocation I've ever had or ever will have, I think. Or so many things can be there in our background. I'm, 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 I'm an intelligent. I, I, I look at myself as a very intellectual person. I'm a very lustful person. Well, I'm a very lazy person. These are just, it's nature, and and these are these are anarthas. They're 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 born of our nature in contact with with Krishna's external potency, and we recognize them for what they are, and we push forward under the direction of good guidance, sadhus, and we learn how to what? Ignore them. Ignore it. What is it? You just sent me a video. What was it? Just stop it. Just stop it. Or I'll bury you in a box. Just stop it. Just stop paying attention. To, just stop giving it all the all that it wants of our attention. If we can do that, Anarthas can gradually diminish naturally. As we fill off our life with more and more service, naturally those tendencies, those bad habits born since time immemorial will dissipate. So we're gonna we're going to go through basically a study of some of the books and your spiritual master has recommended that I concentrate on these three books. And what these are going to do is they are going to explain to us and allow us to recognize Anarthas and Aparads and recognizing them for what they are, keeping them in their place and advancing in devotional service in such a way that that prospect of reaching the stage of complete cleanliness for material contamination can, be, can come to the forefront of our practice. Well, the, one of the first things we're going to learn is the nature of bhakti. And the nature of bhakti is... Anybody? Nothing you can do for bhakti. But we're all here. So somehow or other, we've got some grace. How do we describe, how much do we do and how much is it done? Well, one finger and one finger. You know, we, we've heard, you know, Mother Yasoda, she's making some effort and Krishna is giving some mercy. So, bhakti is causeless, but once we come under the influence of the Sharuk Shakti, through the mercy of, of, of Krishna's agents, his sadhus, once we attain that mercy, then there is some, we have some responsibility in the matter at that point. We make some commitment. There is a contract entered into, a loving contract. And it is a cooperation. It's two-sided. It's not that we just sit back and all the, the mercy's going to come. We have some effort there also. The effort is what? Our effort is for what? It's for grace. How do we get grace? Any hints? How do we easily attain grace? By pleasing the sadhus. And foremost, in the beginning the spiritual master. Because in, the, in our beginning stages of devotional service, where do we see Krishna? In the deity. What's the characteristic of the Kanista Adhikari? He only sees. He has the blinders. 
The blinders are only seeing Krishna there. The blinders are only seeing the guru, the man in saffron. For the most part. That's where we're seeing guru. This is where we're seeing Krishna. And as we're advancing, we're seeing, well, really, I'm not going to please the guru if I'm not pleasing my other gurus. And the blinders move a little opener. I'm not seeing just the deed. I'm seeing, well, Krishna is never alone. He's never, I'm told again and again, he's never alone. Lord Chaitanya came and all of his associates are there. And all of a sudden they figure out, that's God. He's with us. God is right here. But God never comes alone. Who are we? Who are we? Magical, magical time, I'm sure, to realize their, their position. The blinders, they come open, we see. Well, Guru is everywhere. What do they say? Vaikuntha is what? Vraj is what? It's the land of gurus. So we're seeing seeing that. We're seeing Krishna everywhere. We're seeing everything in this realm completely spiritualized. Bhaktivinoda seeing his home as Vaikuntha. My home was Vaikuntha. Now that, then, then we can start to understand well, what does it mean when we we hear statements like, I don't care if I take birth again and again. How can you not care? This is such a miserable place. How can you come to that platform of Nista where that's not a You have no cares in the world. You have no cares for the world or without the world. Quite an amazing, amazing platform to reach. And that's just where the journey really gets interesting. Right now our journey is interesting, but it's interesting in that we see the life of the sadhu. For the most part, that's where our where the excitement comes. Guru Guru comes, he has a project, he allows me to help. I see the I see the the brightness in his eyes and, and his smile and the way he relates these transcendental teachings in such a way that I'm moved. I'm moved practically every time I hear him speak. He's hitting, he's hitting something. Something's going off in me. If you look at spirituality in humanity, there's a phrase that's used repeatedly. Maybe you've heard it in a movie or in a song. Can you just give me a sign? Mankind wants, wants, to have spiritual life, but they want us. They want confirmation. Can you just show me what the hell you want me to do? Sometimes the frustration is so much; tears are falling from the eyes. I don't know what to do. My child is lying in the hospital bed, dying. Just show me what you want me to do. My girlfriend's just left, or so many things in life are there, and what do we... Just give me a sign. What do you want from me? Are you even there? People are saying you exist. I, haven't, I have nothing to go on here. I have nothing in my life that shows me that there's anything spiritual here. Give me a sign. Just something. None of you here, myself included, have not been given a significant sign. And then sometimes the sign fades away in our consciousness and, and we go with the troubles of dealing with our false ego. We project it out and then it comes back at us. 
through the, our associates and, and, and it upsets our mind and all of a sudden what was there, that little glimmer of spiritual light which brought me to a platform of practice becomes dull. The false ego, the conditioning comes back. But what does sadhu sangha mean? It means staying in in a situation where the signs are all around us. And we can't miss them. We can't miss them in the guru. We can't miss them in the deity. We can't miss them in the sounds of the kirtan. We can't miss them in the loving relationships and feelings we have coming to us and from us for our associates. And this keeps us going. This philosophy and, and, and this, you can't imagine. We forget how good we have it sometimes. And the mind gets the better of us. We are going to try to understand the principles of progressive devotional service, specific Anista Bhajana Kriya, and how we can see those things that turn the lights down low and, and, and interfere with us, constantly having a sign of our spiritual prospect. One thing that was told to me, I wrote a series of articles, I think it was four articles, regarding Midoriya Kadambari and the, and the uh, unsteady devotional practice. And we'll go over that article somewhat, or at least the contents of that article. As we progress... But one thing, as I was writing it, I was done in consultation with uh, your Guru Maharaj, and uh, he mentioned it a few times. He said, make sure that in your article that the reader understands that devotional service, it's a gradual process. And it may take some considerable time. That's difficult for us, isn't it? Look at our... I mean, if I want a new car, and I have good credit, I can go down the street and I can drive it home tonight. If I'm a lusty man and I want a woman, I can go to a bar and probably have her that very night. If I'm a greedy man, I could probably go here or there and steal some money or engage in some business. We, we live in a world of instant gratification for the most part. And being predominantly in the mode of passion, middle planetary systems, ocean of salt, sweat of my brow... So, we're, we're used to getting it quickly. Devotional service is not really like, it's not something that's going to be easily attained off the shelf. That isn't to be, say that it's not something that is extremely easily attained in consideration of what's normally required for spirituality in, in human society. I mean, we have some very exceptional dispensation coming in the wake of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And not only are we getting an opportunity for devotional practice, but we're getting an opportunity to taste the highest levels and understand the highest levels of transcendental love. Unheard of. I mean, really, Lord Chaitanya is just, he's opened the floodgates 
So I myself would love to have a glimmer of what steadiness would like, was like is like. And that in and of itself is such a such such a, the road becomes wide at that stage. And, and the enjoyment of spiritual life and the the, the fact that the Anarthas are falling away. They're not continually pulling on us. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the original, the BBT Gita, in the original version, they have the picture of the, we're, we're like puppets being controlled by the modes of material nature. So the modes are up there pulling our strings. I, for one, I like to get to a stage where my strings aren't being pulled anymore. It's just a pain to be constantly dragged here and there and the tongue and the eyes and the ears. How to gradually, gradually spiritualize all of our activities. Like we were talking, prajalpa. All you have to do is, well, prajalpa, it's like, it's like the thing. It's the in thing. You can't turn around and it's not there. You go to Facebook and it's, you know, it's all over the place. You go to, just prajalpa, prajalpa, unnecessary, just clutter. It really is just clutter. It just wants to clutter up our lives and clutter up our consciousness. And when they, we have a bunch of clutter, you can't even walk through the room. You can't make it from one side of the room to the other without stumbling over something. Now, let me ask you, have any of you stumbled over anything lately? Have you gone to just check your email quickly and then you were there and, well, Facebook, well, let me see, or did somebody comment on this? And all of a sudden, 20, 40, an hour is gone, gone. It's, 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 it's not anymore. I've obliterated it in the clutter of family village talk. What do you do about that? How do you get away from that? That's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to concentrate on. We're going to concentrate on what are some techniques? How can I do that? Well, I have to set up a regiment. Well, you have part of a regiment, but how about a full regiment? Can we, over time, over a decade or two decades of our life, I don't probably have that much left, but you guys do. So can you, over that period of time, set up, gradually, pull in regiments of spirituality into your existence in such a way that those, that prajalpa that that steals hours, days, weeks, months, years of your life away. Honest to God, it can steal years of your life away. There's probably a movie I haven't seen. I've seen so many I can't even remember the plots of, of all of them. Honest, it's, it's, it's an embarrassment. Here I am, mid-60s, and I still waste my time like that. That's an anartha. It's a habit. I formed it when I was a young boy. Every Saturday. Saturday morning, there's the coach, there's me, and there's the cartoons. Week in and week out, month in and month out, year in and year out. Life in and life out. What do I know at the end of life? A bunch of movies. I know that actor. I know that music. I, hey, I know the 60s music. You just hum the tune. I'll tell you who played it. It's an embarrassment to me. At this age to realize that I have sacrificed for the majority uh, of my spiritual life away. We're going to talk about 
getting to the stage of Nista and not letting that happen. Because next life, one of you will be my guru. And if I've taught you anything in these classes, you'll make sure I don't waste my next life. That's my hope. So, well, Facebook, that's a problem. If it's not Facebook, it's a TV. For me, it was a TV. It's a movie. It's a this, it's a that, another thing. It's not going to go away overnight. But what can we do? Set up a regiment. Bring something more spiritual in. We start, well, we make it to Mangalarti every day. Let's go. Well, I don't make it every day. Well, increase a day. How many days a month do you make it? Oh, I make it 10 days a month. Make it 11. Next month, make it 12. Make it 13. All of a sudden, in two years, you never miss an Mangalarti. Hey, that's, a, that's an improvement. We, we've done something there. That's good. I'm chanting my four rounds, my six rounds, my eight rounds, whatever. I'm increasing. I'm working on it. I'm not letting myself stagnate or be become just complacent. I'm always working to come a little bit closer to an objective of full absorption. Full absorption. Full absorption to what? Where do I want to go with it? Where's it going to take me if I don't waste a moment? Where's that? Where's that? Where's that? What's, what objective do I have there? What can it do? Could I actually live in Vaikuntha here and now? Could I actually become so absorbed that when I see the deity, I see the deity's dance? Could I, could I come to that platform where every time I hear a kirtan, my heart melts, tears? Can I become that absorbed? Well, I have to start somewhere. I have to start what? By pulling in one more mandalarti. By pulling in one more round. By doing another half hour of of maybe menial service. And reading regularly, I read this about every day. Come hell or high water, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do it. If it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is, I'm going to read. And I am going to learn one verse a week or a month or whatever I can do. Whatever I can do, not everyone has to do the same thing. In this process, you are going to have to march to your own drummer to some extent. No one's going to stand over your head and control your mind except yourself. You can put on one hell of a show. Believe me, I've been around a lot of very interesting shows over the years. But... (laughs) The shows come and go. But what really shows is what's going on here, what's going on here, what 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 really what what are you all about? We don't have to show anybody except ourselves. Really, when it comes down to it, as I said, you 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 see it, it it's it's painful now at this stage of life to look back and to look at, at, at what not, not only myself, what I've done, but also what I've seen other devotees do, and what you know, they're acting one way here and then a different way someplace else. But really, it's just about it's doesn't it's us. We have to live with ourselves. We have to live with our own spiritual life and our own spiritual advancement. There's not. Much gets by Super Soul. He's been at this a long time. <laughs> He's been with us a long time. He knows every one of our tricks. He knows every one of our dodges. So, progressive devotional service. sadhu bhajana fiya. 
progressive devotional service, we can chant exhaustively. This is our road map. As you all know. And I'm not going to myself, although we've started some little discussion of Sikhsasticum. And we are going to chant these prayers repeatedly, but we're not going to analyze these in relationship to the progressions, progressive advancement of devotional service. We're going to concentrate on on the second verse of the eight, and we are going to take that verse apart, and we are going to look at it the way Vishwanath and Bhaktivinoda Thakur have done, and they've given us some very practical ways that we can deduct our bhajana kriya mm-hmm. uh, and come from anista to nista. So we'll chant together. Sheto darpana marjanam baba mahadavagni nirvapanam shreya kairava chandrika vitaranam vijjavadu jivanam Anandam Muni Vardanam, Pratipadam Punam Ritas Vardanam, Saravatmasnapanam Param, Vijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtanam, Namnavakari Bahudani Jasarva Shaktish, Tritarpitani Amitas Marane Nakala, Itadrishi Tabakripa Bhagavan Mamapi, Durdaiva Midrisam Janina Nuraga Tunadapi Suni Jaina Kurorapi Suhisuna Amanena Maradena Kirtaniya Sadahari Nadadam Najanam Nasundarim Kavitramba Jagadisha Kamae Mamajanmani Janmani Share Bhavatan Bhaktir Ahaitaki Twai Ainanda Tanuja Kinkaram Patitam Mambishame Bhavam Budao Kripaya Tavapada Pankaja Sita Duli Sadri Sambachintaya Nayanam Galadashudaraya Padadam Gadadarudaragira Pula karni chitamba pukada, Tavanamagrahaneva vishati, Yugaitam namishena, Chakshushas ravisaitam, Sunyaitam jagat sarvam, Govinda vidahename, Aslishava padaratam punastuvam, Adarsanam marmahatam korotuva, Yatatatava vidatu lampato, Madranatastu sadevanapara. Now we can chant the verses down at the bottom there. This is a presentation of the same progressive devotional practice by Srila Rupa Goswami from Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Adao Shraddha Tata Sadhu Sangotha Bhajana Kriya Tato Nartha Nivritishya Tato Nista Ruchistata Atha Saktis Tato Bhavas Tato Prema Bhyodam Chiti Sadakanam Ayam Premna Padur Bhave Bhavet Kramana So as I said our concentration is going to be on dealing with the first word of the fourth line of the second verse of Sastika. Dur Daivam. Translation, anybody? Misfortune. Misfortune. So we're gonna we're gonna deal with elimination of misfortune. I wrote to uh, Ashram Maharaj this morning. I didn't know the specific verse, but I'd heard it come up in Guru Maharaj's classes a couple times. And 
I want to start with just bringing to your attention the specific verse, the specific context of the verse, because he's mentioned it a few times, and uh, its significance. So, I'm not good at Sanskrit. Maybe Asher Maharaj can give us the essence of the verse. What is it? Sway, sway. Sway, sway, dikara, yanishta, saguna, parikirtita. So this particular phrase comes up twice in the Uddhava Gita. This is Lord Krishna instructing Uddhava. The Uddhava Gita comes where? The very end of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Not the very end, but the 11th canto. This particular, what do you say, Pada? Yeah. Well, no, that's a lie. Okay, so... These two, these two lines. These two padas comprise they comprise a line. Comprise a line that's repeated twice by Krishna. Well, that's significant. I'm sure that's what brought it to your attention. Yeah, that it it, it comes up twice. I mean, it's, it's some significance. Krishna's repeating himself. That it is. To know our own position, to have steadiness in our own position, is actual piety. To know where we are, to know where we are in a devotional practice, to know where we are, and to be totally forthright and honest about that and with that and being able to ourselves accept that. And I think that's part of what Guru Maharaj was trying to relate to me. Devotees have to be comfortable. Don't get too comfortable, but we have to be somewhat comfortable in our own skin. You're just not going to throw... I mean, I know... Sanatana Goswami said, well, you know, just let me get rid of this. I don't want this skin. I don't want Lord Chaitanya to touch it. But Lord Chaitanya said, you don't, have, you don't own it anymore. So it's now been transformed. Through good association, we have skin now that has a purpose. Skin, bones, marrow, blood, it all has a purpose now. It's a sonic adeha, and we're going to use it to serve our spiritual master and the, and, and the devotees, the sadhus, and under their good direction, it's going to seep out to humanity at large. Our particular uh, practice, our particular practice, is one of outreach. Gosta Nadi. Try to give. So we're in that line. Most of us. Some of us aren't. Recommend against that. Gorakachur Das Babaji said, what a waste of time. I'd rather be in the outhouse than try to deal with these people. So there are some people that just totally dedicate themselves to Bajan. Uh, but uh, it appears based on our association here, we're we're trying for some outreach. I'm sure I'm clearing a lot of land <laughs> for something. Knowing where we are, knowing, having that piety, have, being able to be comfortable in our own skin, that's a good characteristic for us. When we look at the Srimad Bhagavatam, the very second verse, it's highlighting that individual who is thoroughly honest be thoroughly honest and to be thoroughly honest with yourself I'm here right now I'm here I need this to get by and that isn't to say that along the way we may make some missteps and say I don't need that well, I had many God brothers that said oh, I'm brahmachari forever sannyasi only to a few years later end up in household life. 
some missteps may be along the way. We may take on more than we can handle. We might bite off more than we can chew. Krishna consciousness, <laughs> what is it, uh, Bhakti Rakshakshirabharas, it's a big pill. It's best like, choke on it you try to take the whole thing at once. So we have to know where we are, and to know that is, is, is commendable. To know what our position is. And we simply become, especially in the, you know, uh, I'm never, it never ceases to amaze me that some devotees think that they can pull the wool over. You can't even pull the wool over the most brand new devotee in the door can see right through all the, in the world. You know, they just can. They have laser vision. <laughs> you know, you just can't you can't pull the wool up. Now, with ourselves, we can sometimes sometimes we can get away with it. Uh, yeah, it's okay. You know, you're you're doing good. Look at how advanced you are. You're more advanced than he is. Heck, I saw he missed two bundle arties, and you didn't miss those. So good. You know, I mean, our mind is like this. You know, we are a legend in our own mind, really. <laughs> Uh, that's for one of the movies I <laughs> So we have to deal with the fact that we are a legend in our own mind. And uh, I'm going to try to try, we're going to try to get there. I'm going to try to get to that plane of, 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 of taking these instructions that are very basic, elemental close to us I mean some of these some of these sadhus are so far out there that when they look at a, at a struggling kanista you know it's like okay well he'll just keep chanting and he'll be there sooner or later and then you have others that are like let me put out a helping hand <clears throat> the particular version of uh, Madhurya Kadamani which uh, Guru Maharaj has, has said is acceptable for us to study although the, uh, the author is uh, uh, not close uh, how not close is Anandadas Babaji uh, different Parivar different Parivar Nichananda? I think so mm-hmm. not exactly in the same family he's a uh, Babaji uh, Radhakun Babaji but he says, he says in the, his, his commentary to the very first verse, he says, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, through this writing of Madhuri Kadamani, takes the sadhaka by the hand and leads them down the path of progression, progressive service. So that's what we'll find. We'll sco- we're going to start with this, and then we're also going <clears> to <throat> kind of work in some of these other analysis of unsteady practice, analysis of the narthas and uh, operads. And as I said, more than anything, this is not to say, oh, you've got to live in fear of every day. You've got to constantly, you know, it's not like that. Devotional service is not, it's joyfully performed. Krishna says that. It's not meant to be a real pain. But there are some things that we can learn that are going to make it going to make material life less influential in our practice. And the more that the those that conditioning since time immemorial can be seen, and we may not be able to entirely eliminate it right out the right from the beginning, but it can be seen for what it is. It can be recognized. If you can just recognize it, then, especially because the majority of it is happening in the mind. And because you, if you can just recognize it, you can gradually learn to ignore it. And guess what happens when you ignore it? Well, I know that if you have a guest and they're ignored, sooner or later, if you don't feed them, they'll leave. <laughs> so... It's like that. These ideas, these thoughts, these anarthas, these bad habits, which 
are basically bore of the mind where we live as the the legend of all time. You know, we we can gradually learn to ignore. And the more you ignore, the more they're less, less, less. And all of a sudden, the unsteadiness of their influence is dissipated. And then, upper rods, well, that's another thing. Upper rods are a deadly disease. So we really have to know what are the upper rods. They're not, it's not a big thing. The upper rods are, are, for the most part, if you could just keep your head down at the feet of your associates, you're going to avoid most of the upper rods. Because most of them, of the most serious ones, is all sodom. Sodom Ninda. We think, we use, let our material mind conceive of the spiritual personality as material, like us. And if we could just eliminate that equating, what is the characteristic of the third verse? Trinadapi Sudhichena. What is that Nista like? What is that? Devoid of all sense of false prestige. So Vishwanath Chakravarti, he, he opens up this Mandala Charna verse of Madhurya Kadamani, opens up with such a sense of utter and total humility. Madhurya Kadamani, verse 1, the first shower of nectar. The causeless and completely independent mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is like a cloud bank of exquisitely sweet nectar that infuses life in the grains of the ninefold bhakti in the devotee's heart. From the very beginning of its appearance extinguishes the scorching summer heat of material desires and gives joy to the universal river of living beings. May those nectar clouds even from afar, refresh me, a dried-up tree in the desert. So, in opening up Madhurya Kadamani, Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur is, is setting forth what's going to be presented. He's going to present us with an understanding of what is the mercy of Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan movement. How Nam Sankirtan nourishes the, all the particles of bhakti in the heart of the sadhaka. That this Sankirtan is the elixir whereby we can fully engage in the process of pure devotional service. The rareness of pure devotional practice is where Vishwanath begins. The rareness and what? Complete independence. This is not something that is coming to the living entity through any endeavor of their own. There's no amount of money that you can pay to purchase bhakti. There's nothing, nothing within the three worlds that you can do that qualifies you for the mercy of, of bhakti Devi. She comes and goes of her own accord. And that in and of itself requires some thought. So we'll just talk a minute on that before we stop. If you look at religiosity in the society of man, what do we see? Practically in all religiosity, there's there's what? There is some exchange. Bhakti is not like, like that. 
Specifically, the bhakti of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is not like that at all. It is truly causeless. There's nothing that we can do to cause bhakti to come to us. Now, religiosity, well, that's another thing. We can, we can, we can always bargain with material nature or bargain with, with the gods or God if you just show me a sign or just this one time save me just once for now save me now I remember when I first came into contact with Krishna consciousness this is also embarrassing but you know it's, it's an embarrassing night for me so I might as well continue down this road so I've been reading Bhagavad Gita it was a purple book back then talking about the late late 60s. And I was in college, and this, this was the height of the hippie years. So I was also expanding my consciousness wherever and with whatever I could find at the time. And I'd re- been reading Bhagavad Gita regularly probably for a, a year at that time. And, of course, all my other uh, spiritual uh Soirees, I guess you could call them, uh, uh, were that. I wanted to expand my, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to see a sign. I wanted to experience it. I wanted to touch it, feel it, taste it, smell it, have it. When I found out, I mean, I was studying at the time and I read, you know, Patanjali's Yoga Sutras and found out what was involved and all that discipline, and then somebody said, well, here's the same thing, and there's no discipline at all. I said, you know me, hey. <laughs> Cheater number one. We did this, and we came to the situation where we were in trouble. The mind was beyond my control at that at one time. So I've been reading Bhagavad Gita, the little purple book, and the purple book said, this is a literal incarnation of God. I said, whoa. <laughs> If you're God, get me out of this mess. Please. Are you really God? Show me a sign. Careful what you ask for. <laughs> it's the <laughs> like this. Open the pages, started to read. <laughs> and this last class of men take to the form of some kind of intoxication and their respective hallucinations they accept as spiritual visions. One must give up all four. <laughs> I got a sign. I got a slap in the side of the head. It was good for me. Now, I don't think that every time everybody opens Bhagavad Gita, you can say, speak to me. But at this particular time, I had some some uh, mercy was bestowed upon me. Back to my point that I want to close with is the fact that bhakti is is that in, is completely independent, and her independence is sometimes difficult for us. In that, just like our conditioning by the modes of material nature gives us certain anarthas, habits of life, ways of living, ways of thinking, ways of dealing with things, ways of dealing with ourselves and others, ways of dealing with situations. So just as as we have our conditioning, the religious background of humanity that is kind of like in our genes at this time is one of business. We want to do, basically, we want to do business with God, you know. We want to do what we want to do, and we want to be given the, the proper atonement, you know. Say three Hail Marys and four Our Fathers and whatever they say, or give the church a big check, or just let me, let me, let me buy my way out of this. Let me do some bargaining with God, and then I can go on with my peaceful existence. That is not what devotional service is. Devotional service is 
developing a culture of spiritual love, especially coming in the line of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it's all about that. And it's a culture, it's a way, it's a way that we need to come to to dealing with what is of value in our life. And as long as we're thinking that that devotional reward comes as a consequence of activity, as long as we have this business mentality, instead of wanting to become a perfect lover, we're going to stifle our progress. It's not like you're going to do your devotional service and at the end, all of a sudden, skies are going to go open and off the rise you go. No, we have to culture love in devotional service in a regulated way so that that service becomes our life. And when it becomes our life, the skies have already opened. You are already in Vaikuntha. You're already having the reward of your devotional practice. I'll stop there. Any questions? One thing I liked about your, the articles you wrote in Midori Konami was that it was actually like effective when I read those because I mean we had started and stopped that book so many times <clears throat> because you know I had bounced around to both Madhavan and Aldari and we had started it and I ended up reading it three times and I just found like the examples given were uh, they for me they were barely just barely relatable and uh, you know I just I, I felt like I needed more range like how many different ways can Utsaha Mai manifest other than, you know, the example of the, you know, the, the, what was it, the boy who goes to school or like becomes a scholar or something like that, you know, just, it didn't really, I, I couldn't understand it, it wasn't like effective for me, so, I noticed that was on the list, so, if we could do more of that. Yes, we'll go through all those stages. Interesting thing about the stages, as we put them in the article, they're based on what uh, Vishwanath uh, presented from his cultural experience of, of people entering devotional service at that time. So therefore his examples would be appropriate to that time. And also, Guru Maharaj went so far as to say even the specifically manifestations of those type those types of consciousness could change in different societal settings. So, you know, he starts out initial enthusiasm. I found spiritual life. Yeah, now I made it. I'm here. It's, you know, and then running hot and running cold and then thinking you can better your spiritual life by changing your material position. You know, all these these symptoms of, of unsteady Anista Bajra Kriya he went so far as to say, well, yes, this is what Vishwanath has brought out, and most of it is, you know, for the most part, it is applicable now, these six different stages. But in other societal settings, it may manifest differently. And also, in our own devotional lives, at the stage of unsteady practice, these things may manifest not in the chronological fashion that, that, that he's presented them. Just recognizing them, as I said, that's what we're going to concentrate a lot on, is recognizing. Yes, sir. Oh, I just wanted to, I guess, underscore that. Um, it's mainly about recognizing them. We shouldn't, when we see them in our lives, we shouldn't be discouraged because they're signs of having made progress. You've gotten mm-hmm. this far. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, if you're thinking, oh, I'm running hot and cold, or whatever, you know, I, I, you, you don't beat yourself over the head with it. We can take a lesson from the Buddhists, Buddhists' meditation in this way. You know, when they're meditating, if they catch themselves thinking, they don't beat themselves over the head because, oh my God, there I am thinking. I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about I'm thinking, period. I'm not supposed to be thinking. I'm just supposed to be watching. 
um, you just note it. Oh, there I go thinking again. Oh, there goes my hip screaming again. Oh, my neck hurts. Okay. And you, you, you note it and move on. Just let you know. And after a while, as Duval says, you, you, you do, well, another way to say ignore them is you just tolerate them. Okay, that's what's happening right now. That's what the Buddhists say. Oh, this is how things are today. That's just the way it is. So today, this is where I am. Okay, noted. And and you know, it's not like you try to do necessarily do every, anything specific to overcome that, like it's some sort of um, battle. With that. But it's just it's one of the things that happens as you make progress. And it's a it's user friendly. I don't know if you guys, I've seen, as I said, I watch movies. I've seen some things shown in these movies of, of uh, well, even the Christi- Christianity, sex of Christianity, my gosh. Putting, uh, flogging themselves. Oh, my God, I thought of something. Oh, my God, I thought of something. And they're there, flogging themselves. They're putting this thing on their leg and, you know, blood's coming. I don't know what that was about. Spikes, huh? Spikes or something. I mean, hey, we we got a pretty easy system here, you know. The, the thoughts come and we just go, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. That's a lot easier than that. Stuff. And you can joke about it. You can make something, you, you know. We do it all the time, right? Self-deprecating humor. Oh, yeah, they're not, you know. You know what kind of dope I am. Someone who throws himself off a cliff or something. But, you know, you can make it. Guests go away if you make fun of them, too. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Krishna.